0: listening to Friendlier, the
1: podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Sarah. And I'm Abby. Today we're going to talk about how we're doing in the time of COVID-19. Since this whole episode is going to be about our lives lately, let's go straight to what we've been reading. (laughs) Have you read anything good lately,
0: Sarah? I just finished reading The Far Feel by Madhuri Vijay, and this was a book club book. I was supposed to be hosting book club. Obviously, that did not happen. But we did a Zoom meeting. And in my head, I thought, there's a pandemic. We're not actually going to read and discuss the book. And then on Monday, I thought, wait, are we actually discussing the book? Maybe I should read it. So I spent the last three days reading this novel. And it was a great break from scrolling on my phone, looking at the news. Nice. The novel starts in Bangalore, where we meet Shalini in her 20s, a few years after her mother dies. She's having a hard time, she lacks direction, and she decides on a whim to travel from her home in southern India to Kashmir in search of someone from her childhood. Mm. I loved the setting. All of the descriptions of Kashmir just took you there in a way that is just so lovely and will stay with me for a long time. Mm. It was not an uplifting novel,
1: Mm. and
0: the protagonist made a lot of choices with bad outcomes. And I read an interview with the author that really captured this main theme of the book. She talks about that main character and what she represented in the novel. And I'm going to quote the author here. She said, Intelligent, educated people with the means to travel who nonetheless remain willfully oblivious to the injustices around them, as well as their part in those injustices. Zing. (laughs) Yep, exactly. And it did that beautifully. It wasn't uplifting because a lot of bad things happen when privileged people travel around the world trying to do good without understanding the context that they're entering into. Hmm. I would recommend this. I think it is the best novel I've read so far this year. Whoa. But... As I said, not a hopeful book. So if you are looking for something lighter in this stressful time, maybe hold off on it. If you would like to enter into some cultural criticism that doesn't have to do with the pandemic, maybe give it a try.
1: So my book is a little lighter. I read The Map from Here to There by Emery Lord. And this is a YA novel. It's the second in a series, which I didn't know when I picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I got it because. A friend of mine in real life and also a friend of the podcast gave it five stars on Goodreads. And she and I mm-hmm. like a lot of the same thing. So I thought, I'm going to give this a try. And I don't always love YA, but this was a really solid YA novel. It did not matter that I hadn't read the first one in the series. There's lots of mm-hmm. refresh about what's happening. And I think most people agree that this one is a little better than the first one.
0: Mm.
1: It's about Paige and it's her senior year. It's basically just about things that happen in her life. And it's not light. She has some grief in her past and she has significant anxiety that's dealt with in the book that I actually thought the author did great. It felt like a really real representation of what it is like to have anxiety. And I really appreciated that. There's other things that happen with her boyfriend and with friends that she knows that are hard, but it just felt like a sweet book with dimensional characters. It doesn't wrap up completely in a bow at the end, Mm -hmm. but it is a satisfying ending in terms of the growth that the characters have taken, both alone and together. So in that sense, I'd recommend it. Solid YA. Nice. Now let's give an update. What is happening in your community and in your home, Sarah?
0: So we're recording this on March 27th, and the state of Indiana has been under a shelter-in-place order since Wednesday. Our schools are closed until at least May 1st, but I assume we are out for the year. Our last day the kids were in session was March 12th. Neil started working from home almost two weeks ago now, and the library where I work has been closed for almost exactly two weeks. Mm. So we've made two grocery trips right after the school started closing and trying to get everything in order, but we should be set for a while after that last one. I am hoping to not Go back to stores for at least a couple more weeks. Yeah. I was actually traveling to Arizona a little over two weeks ago for my aunt's memorial. And that's when a lot of things started closing. Once I arrived there, that was when the NBA shut down their season. Mm -hmm. That was when our public schools got closed the next day. Mm -hmm. That was when lots of universities were moving to online. And it felt really hard to be away from my family during that time. Who I bet. I wanted to be there helping get everything ready that we needed and just hunker down with my people. And I'm glad I was able to get back safely. Me too. How are things looking in Birmingham?
1: Birmingham has a shelter-in-place order that went into effect on Tuesday early evening, so around the same time Mm -hmm. that y'all started that in Bloomington. But that didn't change much of what we were doing. School has been closed for Plum since March 16th. Right now, it's planned closure through April 6th, but I anticipate an update on that at any time Mm -hmm. that they will extend those closures. We have all been mostly home for those two weeks. Yep. Not seeing people making the occasional trip to work for Andrew or once weekly grocery trip for me, though I have the same sense you did. Last time I went to the grocery store, I went on a Friday night There weren't very many people there, but I still felt really uneasy. Mm -hmm. And so we are pretty well stocked. And my hope is that we'll be able to do food delivery the next time we need a large infusion of food into our home. So, what is your day to day looking like? Today is day three of our distance learning for our school district.
0: We're still trying to figure out that new rhythm. On the one hand, I have never had any desire to homeschool, but at the same time, it has been really nice to have some structure. Mm. And I'm not exactly homeschooling, right? Like, it's this weird middle where HP's teachers are sending the materials and providing the information we need. The district is offering a lot of support. But since he is seven, I can't exactly <laughs> hand him a work packet and walk away and tell him to go at it. That Without disaster
1: ensuing.
0: <laughs> right. So that feels like it is still a lot to ask the parents to participate in that learning and figuring out the right way to do that. I'm not a teacher. You know, This is all new for me, too. I don't know the best ways to support him as a learner. And we've been stumbling through that together in terms of what support I can offer, what's the most helpful, how we can all be feeling happy and excited as we move through the school day. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, E is here too, and she can do some of what HP is doing at her own speed, but she's a preschooler, she's a few years younger, and just trying to negotiate all of that, where HP doesn't feel like he's being asked to work when E is just getting to play, but at the Mm. same time, she's a preschooler. and Playing is how she learns, still. Exactly. So we've been trying to do school from approximately 9 to 3. But that includes a lot of breaks, multiple recesses, lunch, more than half of that time is spent in some form of playing, outdoor, project-based art, etc. And a smaller portion of that is directed learning. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. It's been a lot and we're still figuring it out. (laughs) It sounds like a lot. And then outside of the school, we've been trying to keep most of the same touch points of the day in terms of meals and having a regular bedtime, but it has felt like a bit of a free-for-all with all the time in between, and I'm not sure how much structure to impose or is helpful versus how much to just let it all go, and it's really varied from day to day on how much I felt that I could give to providing Mm -hmm. that structure and what it seems like my kids needed. How are things looking in your home.
1: We're home hanging out. Yep. My work is continuing as usual. It's the benefit of a virtual job. And I would say I am even busier now because I'm a science Mm -hmm. writer and there's a lot of science happening. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. (laughs) Andrew also has work he's doing from home too. So we are slowly figuring out a routine that's shared between all four of us mm-hmm. that allows us both the time we need to work and meets our children's needs. I'm mostly trying to fit my work into Pepper's nap times in the morning and afternoon while encouraging Plum to do what we call listening time in the afternoon and activities by herself in the morning. I'd say that is not often super successful. Mm-hmm.
0: It's the aspirational version.
1: It's aspirational. <laughs> yep. That's the piece where I have felt also that need for more structure. Mm-hmm. And we can talk a little later about how I've tried to introduce some of that with fearing success. But I am really thankful every day for the space that we have in our house. When we moved here, we considered living in a smaller apartment for a while and then house hunting right now, Mm -hmm. but found our house and went ahead and bought it. And I just feel so grateful that we have more space and that we have a yard that we can be out in. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: How are you doing?
0: I'll start by saying that I know how lucky we are that Neil is able to do his work from home, continue to get a paycheck. The library where I work is continuing to pay its employees through the closure. Mm -hmm. So we are so fortunate to not have our financial lives upended the way that millions and millions of people have and will. We can go out and buy the food we need. I have the time to be with the kids. That said, it's been really hard and it's not going great. Yeah. I am really struggling with the whiplash that I'm feeling of... We had been moving in this direction where the kids were going to school more. I was getting back into the workforce. Felt like the end of this era of being a stay-at-home parent. And then Mm -hmm. now I am the primary stay-at-home parent again. Only all the things that made that fun, like meeting up with friends and going out and exploring and taking adventures with the kids, feels like we can't do any of that. Right. In addition to that... I can tell how much being around people, by people I mean my family, in our home, (laughs) without break is affecting my mental health and it's not great. I need a lot of time by myself and that is not something that is available to me right now. And I'm not sure how to create that in the situation that we have. I've also felt a lot of sadness and Sad that the kids won't be going back to their same teachers, that it's just this abrupt ending without a transition. Sad about trips we had planned for the summer that won't happen. And on top of that sadness, I've been feeling anxious and worried about people in my life who are at high risk. And then frustrated that so many people are not taking social distancing seriously. I came home from picking up my prescription last week, which is the last thing that I should need for a while. And people were playing basketball in the park in groups of people not six feet away from each other, and it's just it's just infuriating, yeah, so I'm feeling all of these feelings of anxiousness and sadness and frustration. And then I feel bad for feeling bad about my cancelled vacation and my kids not getting to right. say goodbye to their teachers in this way. It's like these are such minor things in this big scheme of things, uh-huh, and they're real in my life, but There are also tiny, tiny problems in terms of what's happening on the global scale. So I'm feeling feelings about my feelings and (laughs) how legitimate they are. It just feels like it's never ending. And
1: one more feeling on top of all the other feelings. So many feelings all the time. So many. How are you doing? I'm also not great. Looking at the situation, things could be so much harder for us and we have so much privilege. Yep. All the things you said about really not seeing many financial ramifications, mm-hmm. aside from the whole stock market situation, which is a privilege in itself, right? Exactly. <laughs> to even have money in the stock market. Yes. I feel like I had just gotten to this point of being in a new city, having Plum and Preschool, starting to hit a stride of work-life balance again, <laughs> that has been completely upended. and. I've learned over the last little while how crucial Plum and I both having breaks from each other is to my mental health.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And it's really suffering. Parenting full time while work continues is really hard. And the work that I'm doing is writing about the coronavirus. Right. And so there's really no escape from the anxiety of it for the world. And for myself and my family. And then I have a lot of that same sadness that you're talking about, where we had plans for summer for my cousin mm-hmm. to get married and us to all be there and to take a trip back to Carborough to visit friends and reconnect to that community. And it's all up in the air and probably not going to happen. And I just feel a lot of grief around that. And, you know, that sort of big, world anxiety is also accompanied by anxiety about people in our lives who maybe aren't taking social distancing seriously enough or are at high risk or both. There's just a lot and the relentlessness of all of it is really rough. Yes. So how are you coping? Well, you sent me a tweet pretty early on that said,
0: pandemic day one, doing home workouts and meditating every day. Pandemic day four. Just put the ice cream right on top of the pasta or something similar. (laughs) Yes. I'm on day four, maybe day five or six of that situation. (laughs) I started out meditating every day. I was doing home workouts. I was trying to maintain the schedule and think about what would be most beneficial to my mental health and how I could have some control over the situation that is truly out of my control. And I don't know. Here we are entering week three, and I'm just. I don't even know what to say. Doing the best I can, eating a lot of snacks, looking at a lot of Twitter, and feeling okay about that. I know that it's going to come back around again at Mm -hmm. some point, and that I'm just in the day four phase right Right. now. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And embracing it. I have been reading a good amount and need to do more of that instead of continually looking at the New York Times and Twitter. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to a lot of the Pod Save America and Pod Save the World podcasts and following them on Twitter, which is both good and bad, satisfying in the moment. Maybe not my best long-term strategy. Yeah. What are you doing to cope?
1: I want to give a shout out to Zoloft, Mm -hmm. which I started in January and have not talked about yet on the podcast, but I went on Zoloft because of my untreated postpartum anxiety Mm -hmm. sort of parlayed into general anxiety and also premenstrual dysphoric disorder which i have had at kind of a subclinical level off and on throughout my life Mm -hmm. and the zoloft has been a game changer i think i'm doing much better on it than i did off of it when i started it i felt like wow i'm a better parent than i've been since i've had two children (laughs) so yeah, it's a good feeling. And so I'm just feeling really thankful that in the midst of all this anxiety and change that I still have it and am able to pick up and afford my prescription. I have also been doing a lot of online shopping. I've been watching Gourmet Makes from Bon Appetit, which is something you can stream online where one of the editors at Bon Appetit magazine tries to make things like Girl Scout cookies, mm, Gushers, okay. Twizzlers. It's pretty awesome, and they're short. (laughs) The ones that I've seen are only like 15 minutes. I have two friends and friends of the podcast who've been recommending this to me forever, and they were right. I should have started sooner. (laughs) It's very enjoyable. Andrew and I together have been watching Schitt's Creek on Netflix, which we tried to get into a while ago and were annoyed by, but
0: Hmm.
1: it is the right time for that now, it would seem. (laughs) And then I've also been merging dragons, my classic... (laughs) Phone game, though I totally overdosed on it last weekend because they had an event and I basically played it and ignored my family all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> like the game had an event? The game had an event. They do these events where they try and get you to play a whole lot and spend your money on things
0: mm-hmm.
1: over a limited time window. Okay. I didn't spend any money, but I spent a ton of time doing it. And I I think maybe that was good. It's just in terms of getting it out of my system. I haven't felt the draw to go back to it. Uh And other than that, also not doing great. In my Facebook mom group, there was a thread the other day about how are you doing at self-care? And I was just like, bad. I'm doing bad. (laughs) You know, it's 1047 a.m. here and I have not change out of my pajamas or brush my teeth today i did eat breakfast which is good but
0: that is good
1: it's just kind of rough yeah i think like you said though it will swing back around Mm -hmm. we will figure this out but shout out to everyone who maybe is having a hard time adjusting yeah So on the parenting front, I, for one, have been positively flooded with resources and suggestions for parenting and emergency schooling when everyone is home, and I don't think that all of them are helpful. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about some things like resources and coping strategies that you would recommend, things Mm -hmm. that are working for your family.
0: I've really appreciated knowing that all those things are out there because I feel Mm. like this is going to go on for much longer than we think, and I don't need to use all of them in the first week or two weeks that it might be nice to try something new four weeks from now that we haven't seen. The one that I have explored is that our local children's museum has a science learning session every day at three. Hmm. And it's a Zoom meeting. And then there's two museum educators and kids can interact with it. They can answer questions. And there's an activity that goes along with it that should just involve materials that you already have. Cool. It was a little bit over E's head. I think it is designed for first through sixth grade, Mm. but HP really loved it. We made pinwheels yesterday and learned about, I think, thermodynamics. Cool. I've also loved just the videos that the teachers at HP school are posting on their Facebook page. Every day there's been a new teacher reading a picture book aloud to kids. And then E's teacher is now posting a picture book a day of her reading a book. Oh, cool. Both my kids have really loved seeing familiar faces and mm. listening to a book that way. The things that have worked best for us have been tried and true for us through the years, which are audiobooks and read-alouds. I would love chapter book recommendations for read-alouds or audiobooks for the K-2 through set. We just finished The Wild Robot and The Wild Robot Escapes by Peter Brown Mm. and loved them. They were quite long, which is good when you have a good book and you're stuck at home that we spread that out over several days. So we read both of those aloud and then we did the audio for both of them also. And my kids listened for four and a half hours to The Wild Robot and its sequel. Also over four hours, just hanging out around the house, doing what they do, but listening.
1: That's awesome.
0: I really can't compare anything else to that getting a solid four plus hours in a day of good engagement for my kids. On the more traditional screen front, my kids have been watching a lot of Magic School Bus mm. <laughs> and really loving it. What resources have been useful for you?
1: We have been trying to be outside, close to home as much as we can. Mm-hmm. We have a park close by that we've been doing nature walks in, which is great. We hardly ever see anybody else there. Mm, Nice. And then been doing a lot of playing in the yard. In the desire for more structure, I made Plum a visual schedule. So Mm. pictures of little clip art that I cut out and put with painter's tape on the side of our fridge so that. She can see what her options are in terms of the day. And then we sort of arrange them in a flow Mm -hmm. and put breakfast and lunch and dinner in there and put snacks in. And so when she's like, "Mm, what can I do? (laughs) Like, Uh well, what does your schedule say? Mm -hmm. What play choices could you make? And stuff like that. And there's sort of some that she needs a parent help with and some she can just pick. So the ones she can Mm -hmm. just pick are like. I printed a picture of her stuffed cat and put it up there. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I see that you have your Molly Kitty time coming up. And then she goes off to play with Molly Kitty. Love it. I mean, that's been working better and worse. But I feel like having some structure and some of her knowing what to expect helps us both. That mm-hmm. I can refer her to it and that she can feel a little bit of agency in choosing what's happening with her day. Yeah. Instead of relying completely on us to direct her. hmm So that's been good. We have also really been loving Storytime Durham on Instagram and Facebook. And this is something that we never went to in person when we (laughs) lived in North Carolina. But we have friends there that do it. And the storyteller is named Amy Godfrey. And how she does it is she asks you to type in your kid's name if you're comfortable at the beginning so she can greet them as if they were there in person. Mm -hmm. And so Plum really likes that being greeted and they're smallish you know there are like 20 people that are live streaming something Mm -hmm. so that feels really good we also are so into sparkle stories now thanks to you and to their 30-day free trial which i posted about on our instagram rather than their typical free trial which is shorter they now have a 30-day free trial which is amazing and depending upon how long this goes we will likely be paying them after it's over Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, we re-upped our subscription. We hadn't been using it for a while. And then now we're back on the Sparkle Story train.
1: And then one more resource that I just heard about yesterday that we haven't tried yet is that our friend Katie, who's a librarian in Atlanta, who we've talked about before, she's the one who designed our amazing podcast logo. She's doing STEAM lessons streamed from her library's Facebook page. And I think maybe they are linking to them on Instagram too, but it's through Zoom. So even people without Facebook... Could get it, that's just how you find them. Like I said, I just heard about it yesterday and we haven't tried it, but I'm sure they're great because she's great. Yep. So those are the things that are working. What's not working for you, friend? Today it feels
0: like very little is working well. (laughs) Hmm. But a few days ago, things felt really good. So I'm trying to take it one day at a time and then really trying to be cognizant that I want my kids to remember this as a happy time in their lives. I want them to look back on the time that we were stuck inside for weeks with the pandemic, that we read books together and listened to audiobooks and drew pictures and watched movies and a ton of TV and baked food together. I don't want them to feel stressed and anxious. But it's hard to create that for them when I am feeling stressed and anxious and overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So whenever things start to feel like they are falling apart in the parenting and life front, I try and step back and remember, what do I want them to take away from this day? And that usually helps me reframe. But that said, it has been a hard couple of days as we're negotiating how school is a part of our home life now. And I think we'll work through that, though I expect that there'll be a lot of ups and downs like this. A few good days, a couple harder days. And it's also both in the same day, right? Like the morning goes so well, then things fall apart, then we have a really fun afternoon. So Mm. trying to keep that perspective and not get bogged down in the moment. But that is easier said than done. Yeah. What has not been working for you?
1: My high levels of anxiety that translate into lots of time spent on my phone is not working for me. That's something I am looking to change over the next few days how I can really build in more of that separation because I don't feel like I have it at work. And I feel like even family stuff feels really anxiety producing and hard. But I think what I could control is taking in less of that information. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm going to work on that. And iPad apps have been a total flop at our house. I downloaded the Khan Academy Kids app, which Mm -hmm. actually I'd recommend In general, if your kid can handle iPad time without losing their mind at the end of it, which is what happened at our house. I let Plum play on the iPad for like 45 minutes one day, and then I told her that it was time to put it away. She screamed for the next 45 minutes. So we are not (laughs) doing iPad apps. Uh We are doing screens with interacting with people. Mm Mm-hmm. Or watching shows that we have vetted previously, such as Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And other than that, we are keeping it audio or play based. (laughs) Nice. That's the end of our conversation about our lives lately. Listeners, let us know how you are. Let us know what is working and not. Let us know about your anxiety and the moments of joy that you are finding in your lives. We are thinking about you and we hope that you and your loved ones stay well. Now let's talk about what we've been eating. This is somewhat pandemic related. When I was on my way back from your house, Sarah, I went to Kroger in Nashville to get this granola that I capital L love It is the Simple Truth Baobab and Coconut Granola. We don't have Harris Teeter or Kroger in Alabama. Hmm. And that's the only place that you can get this granola. So I had to make a special stop. And even though I did not know there was a pandemic coming, I stockpiled it. I bought six boxes. (laughs) Nice. So I have really been enjoying that in this time. I will say that I poured sour milk on it one day and it oh, was no, no. my least favorite thing <laughs> that happened that morning. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: My food is a chocolate banana bread. I saw Kelsey post about this on her blog and I thought, that sounds delicious. And at this point, we were pretty well stocked up on things to bake with. Except I didn't realize we didn't have white sugar. We had a ton Mm. of brown sugar. We had lots of powdered sugar, but no white sugar. Mm. Luckily, this recipe calls for brown sugar. It is so rich, so delicious. We ate it within an hour (laughs) of it coming out of the oven, and we'll be making it again in the weeks to come. I'll link to the recipe, but it was from Shutterbean, and I have enjoyed a lot of her recipes, and this was no exception.
1: You sent me this and I was so excited to make it because I feel like I bought bananas and then they all got brown all at once because uh-huh. <laughs> it got so warm here. And then I realized we didn't have cocoa powder. Oh, so no. So at some future point, I will get cocoa powder and I will also make this and I'm sure it will be amazing.
0: That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Abby, and with all of you
1: listeners. You can join in the conversation on our website, friendlierpodcast.com, on Instagram at friendlierpodcast, or you can email us, friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. Friend, you gotta, you gotta say the last bit. You're like just yawning and like not saying the outro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: like, I thought we were dead. I thought we were
1: finished. Gosh, sorry. I should have done more work on these names. It's cool. I just looked up the protagonist's name from my book because I didn't remember it. But what was the question? Why are we coping? Where am I? How are, how are, <laughs> <laughs> Why are we
0: coping? <laughs>
1: How are you coping?